Hey, welcome to the Happy Ramp Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in studio by my good friends, my partners in radio, Barnabas Piper and Ron Martin. Boys, we are mere days away from the relaunch of uh, a new website, a new Happy Ramp website. Um, it's going to be where, where everyone will want to go on the internet. Um, and it's coming courtesy of our friend Josh from Visual Theology. Pipe, tell us about Josh. Tell us about Visual Theology. Tell us about the new website. Well, Josh is a Virgo who likes long walks on the beach <laughs> and uh, his bourbon neat. And um, no, that's not what that's not what you were asking for. Although I know Josh it. is. I, I the, love knowing these things about Josh. If we're going to be in business with, I don't actually know what I don't know what a Virgo is. I just know it's one of the one of the signs. I couldn't tell you which months it is. And listeners, if you tell me which one it is, you're just telling on yourself. So. Um, no, Josh Byers is the co-founder of Visual Theology. Now, current you know current owner runs the whole website. So, Visual Theology, we've been partnering with them for a few months now. Talked about their products, all their different resources. Listeners, you should go check them out. VisualTheology.church. Um, their books, their curriculum, their shirts. You can see the quality of their designs. Um, they do they do really excellent stuff. So, go to uh, VisualTheology.church. Check them out. If you see something you like, use the code HAPPYRANT at checkout to get a 20% discount. But as part of this partnership with Josh, and his, you know, he's listened to the show for a long time, um, gets what we do. We like his design. We love what he's doing with visual theology. We developed a conversation that turned into, hey, what if, what if we started working with them or him on a new website and new designs for Happy Rant swag? So... Um, we haven't had that in a while. Um, it's been a source of some frustration and Josh swooped in at the right time and, and met us in our time of need. And so this week we are launching the happy rant And you can find all of our episodes there. It'll be the home of the site. It's or the, uh, the home of the, the show itself, but also launching with a number of brand new products and, as of recording, we're still figuring out what some of those are. We are banding about ideas. This is how good Josh is, is he can take an idea, turn it into a product very quickly. So t-shirts with catchphrases, uh, a canvas bag that makes the New Yorker bags look like you're just slumming. They're just, <laughs> the, the ones that we have are spectacular. Absolutely. I believe there's going to be a fanny pack option. Oh. So uh, listeners, go to thehappyrantpodcast.com and check this stuff out. And then, uh, but go to visual theology first, you know, get your foundation, then, then go get the cool stuff. I love it. Well said pipe. That's going to be a huge day for not only the radio business, but just business in general, just a huge day for commerce. I'm, uh, I'm very excited and excited to see that new swag, uh, shout out Josh for putting all that together. So Piper, we're going to go a little traditional with this app. We got three topics. Uh, based on three pieces of media that you dropped into our group chat. And uh, I'm just going to work through them in order. Cred credit to our listeners for sharing all of those with me. I was aware of them, but to have them just handed to us, it, I'm always encouraged because it means our listeners really get us. Best so, listeners in radio, uh, I, that felt hands good. down. Yes. Yeah, uh, amazing group of listeners. So this first one, I don't know if this is like a screen grab from like Twitter or Instagram, uh, but it's at Pastor Mark. So it's a this is Drisky business content uh, from our good friend Pastor Mark Driscoll, and it's a bit of a pipe. It's a bit of a Yoda tweet. 
So I'm going to read this. I'm going to describe the picture. And then I want to hear you guys kind of break it down and compare it to like technique wise Yoda man uh, here on the program. And then I've got a couple of other follow up questions on it. So uh, this is at Pastor Mark and there's an image of him. And I, I, I do love this picture. He's wearing kind of the the shirt jacket thing that like a certain middle-aged hipster dude is is wearing a lot of right now. So he's got the shirt jacket, the jeans, the red wing boots. He's kind of looking over his shoulder off into the distance uh, in like the middle of a stream. So he could be in the movie A River Runs Through It if he had like a fishing pole in his hand. Uh, so he's just kind of standing in the stream, some trees in the background. And there's four parts to this Yoda tweet. Uh, it's like a to-do list. Number one, get up. Number two, Punch something evil in the face. Number three, find a hurting person to love. And then number four, repeat. So this strikes me as like really good Yoda work by, uh, by Drisky. And I want to hear you guys on it just on the level of Yoda technique. So baby, um, compare this to some of your work. Um, man, what a great question, Big D. I, I um, know, baby. Thank you. Wow. <laughs> Always great questions. You know? We're just coming in yeah. hot. Um, gosh, I don't know, man. I mean, you know, it, it's you know, uh, you, you don't really think of Mark Driscoll as being the most poetic individual, you know, out there. Well, so I, I think in, in, it in terms of, well, that's true. Um, <laughs> so you asked me. So yeah. I don't really think of Mark as being the most poetic guy out there. So, um. I think in terms of, of that, of what you're describing, I think it's a little basic, you know, and it, it lacks a little, uh, it lacks a little poeticness to it. Um, I think it lacks just a little more, um, you know, kind of, uh, kind of thoughtfulness to it. You know, I mean, I think, I think, I think when point number two is punch something evil in the face and number three is what did you say? Help someone who's hurting find those two things. Yeah. Find a hurting person after you just w- were aggressively punching evil in the face. I mean, as a hurting person, I'm just going to wonder like where you're at in that moment after mm-hmm. having a, you know, a bust up with, uh, with evil. So yeah. I don't, I don't know if, I don't know if you're my first go-to in terms of wanting to be consoled and comforted. Yeah. So, yeah. So it, it brings up some of those things and uh, yeah, I, I mean, you know, um, I, I think I, I think I would have reframed it a little bit differently, but it's not my it's not my Yoda, boys. It's, it's not, not my your Yoda. Yeah. I like his line breaks. I think you know, as a line break guy yourself, like yeah. you can get on board with that at least. Yeah, I I have an observation about the line breaks and just the Yoda technique in general. Yeah. So I'm I'm no master of I'm more I'm more like editor than creator when it comes to the Yoda tweet. Ronnie is the artist. Yeah. I'm I'm just an observer who's kind of learning like a consumer. In the yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what I've noticed about the best Yoda tweeters, a la Ronald, I appreciate they don't use numbers. Yeah, I do. Numbers, I do at times, n- but it, but but the numbers thing doesn't it, it doesn't have the same Yoda. It's a little work. So you, you dropped one. You dropped one this week where it was just like it was a single sentence. With the dramatic line break, what was know, it, kind of that can, first you, clause can you dial it up on your in, on your machine there? Yeah, uh, seriously, because I me, honestly don't remember. So throw it at me, pipe. Yeah, give me one moment. I will find it. But what I was going to say about this is that this feels like Mark is trying to find himself somewhere between Yoda tweeting <laughs> and like leadership coaching yeah, technique. No, okay. Totally yeah, totally it's a, it's a fine it's a fine line there. It's a fine kind line. of it could be a little gray. Um, yeah, so this nice. this feels a little bit more John Maxwellian, mm. um, 
you know, that kind of thing where it's like, you know, wash, rinse, repeat for success kind of thing. Yeah. It's that that doesn't that doesn't scream Yoda. So here's here's Ronnie's just brilliant Yoda tweet. <laughs> Indicate from where the line breaks. Yes. <clears throat> to combat one ideology, line break, <laughs> is to conform to another. Ooh. Oh. See, that right there is quintessential Yoda tweeting. Dude, now who what Mark what Mark did is is more like inspirational coaching, but but he's he's trying he's like trying it out, but he's not quite there yeah, yet. Yeah, yeah. No, I get it. Baby, who were you who were you like subtweeting with that one? Like who who was that aimed at? Uh or- not anybody specific, yeah. It was just I just had this thought. I think I was wor- I, I don't remember. I was working on something cuz I'm writing mm-hmm. a paper right now mm-hmm. and I think it mu- it must have just been a thought out of something that I was I was writing. I don't I don't re- even remember the catalyst for it. To be honest. Interesting. Um see and that's <clears throat> that's another thing about Yoda tweets versus what Mark did. Like Yoda tweets don't generally they're they're much more conceptual, not process. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, it's you know, more of a Ronnie it's, has, it's stream of consciousness really I, when you come when you break it down. Yeah, so I think that's true. Okay, so I have and, a And so Go ahead, Pipe. I'm sorry. I'm yeah, stepping I just, on you. I was going to say so I think what what Mark is doing is much more like I think the picture screams Yoda tweet, the content says, you know, TED Talk. Yeah, a bit of a mixed message there for sure. Now, I know that like you guys aren't allowed to like Driscoll um but I want to I want to kind of establish a Mendoza line of like if if who said this at what point are you allowed to like it based on who's saying it so I'll start like on one end of the continuum and work my way over um, Owen Strachan says this we're not liking it right we're we're Correct. all in agreement on that one probably so uh, if it comes out on like at Owen Strachan it's not getting a like what if uh, let's see. What if what if Beth Moore says this? Get up, punch something evil in the face, find a hurting person to love, and then repeat. Are, is she getting a like a this right here and like the the finger emoji pointing upward? Like is is Beth getting that? Are we we're liking it at that point, right? Yeah, I would say I would say Beth would. Yeah, I would say given what people kind of know about Beth, which is that she's kind of funny but kind of fiery, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of energy. Yeah, I think you would interpret her version of punching evil in the face differently than than Driscoll punching evil in the face. Yeah, it would be Driscoll punching Driscoll punching evil in the face might be like his executive pastor. So I'm I'm not sure that that's a little bit that's a little bit of an uneasy thing. Whereas like if Beth said it, you're like, oh, she's talking about punching like sexual abuse in the face. I think we can get behind that. Interesting. So, uh, so okay. So Drisky says it. We hate it. Beth Moore says it. We love it. What if uh, I got one more? What if at Jared C says it? It's a little like off brand for him. Like, is he getting a DM going like, really at Jared C punching something evil in the face? Like, this isn't this isn't who you are. Or is he just getting uh, like a this right here with a couple of wow. clap emojis in between? I think. <clears throat> I th- well, I don't know how I don't know how Ronnie would respond because best friends are going to handle this differently. Sure. Maybe a phone um, call. I think he would get from somebody like me a response that says something like, "Okay, Owen Strachan." Ah, uh, okay. You know, like so it's 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 like the snarky response else. being like, "You don't sound like you." Yeah, equating him to somebody else. I like it. Um, all right, I'm going to move on to the second piece of media that you shared, Piper, um, and this one is going to require some explanation from you because I have to be honest, I clicked it. I saw that it was a long article, 
that I read the first two sentences of, and then I didn't read any more of it. Um, so that's just full disclosure where I'm at with this deal. But uh, it's a picture of a restaurant that's near and dear to me and Big R's heart, and that it's where we met up for the first time. It's the Cracker Barrel. Uh, so yeah, it's a picture of the Cracker Barrel, and the title is Cracker Barrel Christians versus elite evangelical. So apparently that's kind of some kind of a square off or a contest or something that's happening. So Piper, explain this to me. Well, I, Do you like how Piper I generally fall, big, <laughs> yeah, big well, right when you ask him, I generally goes, fall into, into the too long. Didn't read. I know. Category I'm just thinking well. you're, that was the sigh of like, Oh man, how do I explain this? <laughs> and, and, the website is standingforfreedom.com. dot com, mm-hmm. and you know conceptually, I think we're all behind freedom as a good thing. Mm-hmm. But in our current political milieu, standing for freedom very clearly associates you with one side of things. So um, I'm a little, you know, that that's where the side came from. Basically, this writer William Wolf is drawing a distinction between like your your upper crust elite evangelicals who he you know he talks about uh you know the the vegan miracle meat for twenty dollars a pound versus cracker bell and he's just he's sort of drawing this this cultural distinction between the salt of the earth folks who are a little bit more simple and these elites who are you know fancier mm-hmm. and I'm you know I'm not exactly sure what his whole point is but he makes sort of political and theological points the elites are more progressive mm-hmm. the the other ones are more conservative he obviously falls more conservative um the article really wasn't that I mean it was way too long and only mildly interesting yeah what was fascinating was the way that people just jumped on the paradigm of Cracker Barrel versus Christian elite, mm-hmm. which is why this resonated with me. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't have to read it. I can take the concept and it's funny. Yeah. So just pick, you know, like who couldn't you picture eating at Cracker Barrel is really the, the fun question. Oh yeah. That's like, good. That's good. Who's, who's the Cracker Barrel, you know, Christian leader versus the, you know, the, the miracle meat, the whole foods. One. So they kind of compared it with whole, like, who would eat at Cracker Barrel versus somebody who would shop at Whole Foods? Okay. Yeah. So I've, I've always found in my just thought life and my philosophical life, it's really helpful to like equate people with restaurants. So I'm really glad somebody finally said it. Um, yeah, you're really, I'm, which means you're really well practiced at this. You're the right man for the job. Absolutely. So do we have any thoughts on this just right off the top? Like who, who's eating at Cracker Barrel versus who is, is eating at Whole Foods, let's say? Um, well, let's take the two. Let's take the two that we just discussed in terms of punching evil in the face. Yeah. Uh, what do you guys think about Mark Driscoll and Beth Moore? Who's eating where? Yeah, so that's interesting because I would actually say I would actually say Drisky. Believe it, it's kind of a flip in my mind. I would no, say Drisky would would be the guy that would go Whole Foods, and Beth Moore is the Beth Moore is the one that's like just pulling off the off ramp, you know, in in route, you know, to driving into the city. And you know, grabbing some <laughs> eggs and hash browns, at yeah, she's, barrel. Yeah, she's the one who just gets the hankering for hash brown casserole. Hundred percent, you know, road trip, dude. To, she's got that know, nice metabolism. It's, it's not a problem for her. Hundred like, percent. Yeah, yeah. Because she's like, high energy. You know, she's yeah. I feel up. like be more. Yeah, she's high, that's it right there. T. I feel like yeah. I feel like she's so high energy, and I feel like she's not. When I okay, the 
the vibe you get from B Moore, and again, boys, we've talked about this. You know, I, I don't get any. You know, I'm I'm one of the few guys that doesn't get Beth Moore. You know, I don't get the Beth Moore. You know, shout outs on on Twitter. Not but for lack the, of effort, though. Like you're working. Not for lack for of it. effort. It's just. And I hope she's happened. listening this morning. I really. She do. probably. She probably is because everybody yeah. is. But um, so um, but yeah, but I I feel like I don't feel like Beth Moore is pretentious. So to me, mm. I could see her stopping at Cracker Barrel. Like ordering something, you know, ordering the hash brown casserole on yeah. the way to Nashville, getting into Nashville, going, oh shoot, I forgot to grab a couple of things. Oh, there's a Whole Foods. Just yeah. you know, dropping into Whole Foods, grabbing some things, spending nine hundred thousand dollars on a couple of small items, and then just like just like carrying on with her day, not thinking anything of it. Whereas I feel like I feel like Drisky could be the type that might be a little more calculated. If you dude, if that's you a good term. word actually. So like, yeah, judging from Drisky's jawline. Like he's, he's spending some money on his diet. He's probably got a personal mm-hmm. trainer at this point. Yeah. Um, he's got him running to whole. He's taking food. hair, skin and nail vitamins for sure. Yeah, dude, totally. So maybe, yeah, maybe he's avoiding Cracker Barrel as he drives along the highway or his driver does. Um, I mean, I'm trying to avoid it too, boys, but it's not because I think I'm above it. I'm just, I'm trying to avoid it. Right. Dude, let me, for, for some Davey, of those let reasons. Me, let me run a scenario by you, a Cracker Barrel scenario. So let's say. You're on a trip, which is not a big leap. I mean, you're on a trip most of the time. Um, so let's say you're on a trip. You swing off the highway. You pull into a little Cracker B, and Beth Moore is in there, like, eating by herself, right? Yeah. Um, do you go up? Do you introduce yourself? Do you say, hey, I'm – do you do the kind of, like, fumbling, like, I'm Ronnie Martin. I've written some books that you probably haven't heard of. I'm on a show that you probably never listened to. Like, do you do that? Do you do the whole, like, I'm in the business kind of thing? Or do you just do straight up fan, like, I admire your work? Or do you do nothing? Like, I those, do, are, those yeah. are the three options. I really despise the first two. I never do fan stuff. Okay. I never, I never do the, hey, we're, hey, look, we're kind of, you know, we're, we're kind of working. We're kind of working. Yep. The, we're kind of working in the same industry. Kind we're of. We're working thing, the huh? same angles online. Yeah. Like working I'm the same of... angles on life. No, I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do any of that. Now, if I was with someone like you, Big T, okay, and you and you and I had some support, and you were yeah. egging me on, yeah, and, and and it could be a way that we could be funny. I might go up to a Beth Moore and go, "Hey, Beth." I go, I'm the only guy on Twitter you've never given a shout out to. So maybe you know who I am. The name's Ronnie Moore. Yeah. You know, and I might, I might, I might like pull it out. I might angle it like that. Yeah. Um, I think that's just a move. To be, but, but I think I would only do it if I knew someone like you was with me that thought that was ridiculous or funny. Yes, and then we could I talk would enjoy about it. it. I would really you would enjoy, enjoy it. it. Yes. But if I was just there or if it was me and Big M, like right. there would be no, there would be no chance. I would okay. be like, no, I, I don't, I don't like it when people do that to me on a, obviously a much lesser level on a, on a smaller scale. So I just, right. I wouldn't bother her. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. Um, what about if you saw her in Whole Foods? Different, totally different scenario. Yeah. You're walking the aisles. You've got that little basket over your arm. Like you put four things in it and you're down like two, two hundy already. Like, are you chatting Beth Moore up by like the organic pastas or are you just walking by? Okay, so that's weird you say that because as soon as you put that as soon as you put that image in my in my head, yeah. I'm visualizing me with a little carry basket throwing a yeah. couple of uh five or six hundred dollar fruit items in my basket. Exactly. And there yeah. there's Beth Moore kind of doing the same thing and we accidentally just sort of bump, bump into, into each, each other, other in the aisle. Yeah. I feel like I feel like I might just have some kind of a comment that might acknowledge who she is <laughs> and who and who I am. And hey, funny. And who thing, you are. 
Oh, funny interesting. Thing. Go. Yeah. Yeah. Who I yeah. am. And then funny, th- almost use it as the occasion to go, you know, there's a joke on my podcast that I'm the only guy on social media you've never given a shout out to. You know, kind of, yeah, yeah, like yeah. use it as the occasion to kind of do something funny like that. Yes. And then I like just that. see what happens on the heels of that. And that would give you an entree into like doing the whole like I'm in the business too thing, which. Yeah, you, totally. It would have. Yeah. It would happen kind of, no pun intended, organically. Um, Oh, dude, what so a great well, what if somebody great was egging him on at Cracker Barrel and now we're doing it organically in Whole Foods. You guys are just killing it today. We are, we're we crushing are. it, man. We're both fathers, as you can tell by See, our kind of humor. I think I realize Ronnie's coming at this a little bit differently than I do, but I feel like approaching somebody at Cracker Barrel is almost expected because it's like oh. the it's like, you know, it's it's you're gathering around in the old storefront kind of feel. It's a modern it's day old, piazza. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just that's the place where you chit chat. It's where the neighbors are. Like everybody, there's your neighbor, even if it's like at a truck stop in in middle of Indiana. <laughs> Whereas like Whole Foods is the least friendly place possibly on earth. Yeah. Like I go into Whole Foods and I'm like, oh, everybody here is mad at me. Sure. And judging me. Right. And if I saw Beth Moore in there, I would be afraid that she was going to judge me if I like smiled at her. So not because she's mean, but because just the the vibe of the place is is not nice. Dude, mm. let's let's do a minute on that. So why why is Whole Foods such an unfriendly, angry place? And I agree. But why is that, Pipe? Because everybody's walking out of there broke. That's true. That's why. Yeah. You walk in there and you're like, well, here we go again. Yeah. I'm gonna be flat Well, dude, I mean, here's the okay, banana. so here's the thing. Let me let me just let me just cover some ground here for a second. So yeah. I love grocery stores. I actually mm-hmm. like grocery shopping, and I yeah. like nice grocery stores. Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying right now, I'm not a I'm not a rich man. I'm a wealthy man. I'm not a rich man. Right. But if you had, dude, if there was a whole, the closest Whole Foods to me is an hour and forty five minutes away. Yeah. Like if there was a Whole Foods within like twenty minutes, I'm telling you, boys, right now, and you can call me an elite. I'd be in that thing all the time. I'm not saying I'd be dropping like a grand every time I walked in, but there's yeah. a lot of like fun stuff you can do at Whole Foods. And I just like the atmosphere. <laughs> I just like the beauty of it. I just like mm. walking the aisles of it. I like going to the deli. I like getting some of the baked items. Like I would be doing that. I'd be in that store all the time. I'm just I know you would, baby, for sure. And Mansfield doesn't have one, huh? Yeah, Mansfield, the the metropolis that is Mansfield, believe it or not, shock mm. does yeah. not have a Whole Foods. Dude, that's tough. I didn't. Uh, I, I didn't realize that. That's hour and forty minutes. Sorry man. for that. I'm sorry for that absence. I'm sorry for your. Boys, loss. Can we take yeah. a minute? We need a probably a five second moment of silence here. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, would you? Th- this is a, a bit of a, a high concept question. Would you rather be considered <clears throat> an elite or like a man of the people? Because that's really what this this whole conversation is about to some degree. Like, I would rather be considered an elite man of the people. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> elite financially, maybe man of the people in all other ways. I don't know. I mean, however you want to stack it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah, like you yeah, want to be a man I, of the people, but just better. You know what I mean? Like I want to be a better, the, man, a, a better man of the people. <laughs> there you go. Like Spurgeon said. Right. Um, I, I mean, Spurge said that constantly. <laughs> my my goal is to be an elite man of the people. Like a broken record on that one. Piper, you were right. about to say something. Well, I you know, I, I find the, the, the kind of false distinctions and polarization of, you know, church and politics and everything to be pretty exhausting. But this is the one that pushed me over the edge because I feel like they're telling me I can only eat one kind of thing or another. Like I'm yeah. not allowed to like, you know, 
Cracker Barrel biscuits and sushi. Mm. And I just, I, I think this is the thing that has yeah. finally pushed me to, to be like, no, there has to be a third way. Right. And I think Ronnie just nailed it. I, being an elite man of the people or woman of the people, we're not, you know, we're not drawing those distinctions either, uh, is, is it. We have to be able to enjoy our, our, our sushi and our biscuits and our cheap, crappy Cracker Barrel coffee, which I do. I enjoy all of it. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with Ronnie. I think he has paved the way on this one. An elite man of – I think that's a T-shirt slogan for us, boys. Elite, elite man of the men people. of the people. I love it. Writing it down. I love it. Um, I would and there's no like reason, to... sorry, T. There's there's no reason to not there's no reason to not enjoy. But like, I you know, man, I love the like. I, you know what I love about Cracker Bee boys? I love what? that big fireplace they have when it's like you walk. Isn't that in, nice, baby? And it's it's a roaring fire, and it feels mm. cozy, and you're smelling the batter of the pancakes. Oh. And I even love walking through that store when they mm-hmm. got all the knickknacks. Oh, the, yes, the kitschy store. I is so love great. it so much, man. I mean. So we're talking about Whole Foods. I mean, I feel like I can't go into Cracker Barrel for anything less than like eight hundred. You know what yeah. I mean? It's like yeah. I walk out of there like spending, you know, half the paycheck. You know, it's like yeah. why do we think why do we think Whole Foods is the thing that like taps out well, the bank account? I did see somebody in response to this article put up something that's like the entire menu of Cracker Barrel comes out to something like eight hundred and ninety dollars, <laughs> which is about what you spend on one trip to Whole Foods. <laughs> right. So, I mean, it's just, what's the difference, right? I, I love mean, it's it. the same. It's the same diff, man. I'm spe- I mean, I'm dropping cash at Cracker Bee, and I and I'm dropping cash at at Whole Foods. Either way, right? It's just a different experience. One is cozy, and one makes me feel a little more accomplished in life. So why not have both? Boys, I'm I'm just going for it here, but I would like to do business with both companies. 100%. I would love to be in a business relationship with both Whole Foods and the Cracker Barrel. So both of those companies, corporate, if you're listening, uh, reach out. Let's make a deal. I, I would love I, – I don't want you paying for, uh, for your veggie plate at Cracker Barrel anymore, baby. Okay? I want that coming to you for free. As well as your like organic fake meat at uh, at Whole Foods, I, I don't want you paying for that either. So uh, just think, man. And again, I mean, think of the. We will say. I mean, we will. I mean, not. And by we, I mean Barnabas Piper, mm-hmm. affectionately known as Pipe, will give incredible positive promos to each of those oh, organizations. Yeah, and think of the audience that'll open up for those two entities corporately. You know, oh, I mean, think I, of all I'm thinking the, of this, I'm thinking of the way the stocks are going to be just driven through the roof. Oh, I know. But I could, by, by, I could by, really see Ronnie as a front man for a whole campaign, this elite man of the people, like where he's introducing Whole Foods to like the guys in their overalls at Cracker Barrel. And <laughs> and then he's, you know, he's taking the, you know, dreadlocked Birkenstock wearing, you know, deli Hacky sack into a Cracker Barrel gun. and being like, check, check this Check out this kitsch, beautiful store. I don't know. Why I think, can't we I have some crossover? Like, why can't we have a section in Cracker Barrel that carries some Whole Food items? And then, like, in Whole Foods, you have a section that carries, like, the prepackaged, yeah. like, you know, uh, the prepackaged, like, hash brown plate, you know, from, from Cracker Barrel. But it's, like, organic. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they've, they've, sw- they've swapped it out a little bit. Baby, I've got a question for you ethically. And this is a serious one that, that you probably need to think through on the front end here. So let's say we do business with one of these companies and let's say Cracker Barrel corporate comes to you and they say, listen, Ronald, we really like your Yoda work. Uh, We've been reading it for a long time. Would you compose a Yoda tweet about the Cracker Barrel, something that works in 
some of the themes, maybe uh, some of the core values of the Cracker Barrel, some products we're trying to promote. It would it be like selling out for you artistically to do a Yoda tweet kind of along those lines with a more of a corporate feel? I mean, here's the thing. Yeah. 100 percent. No. Okay. Um, I would be Good. like, I would be like, check your email box. I've already sent you <laughs> ten ideas. Exactly. You know, you've you've got that like open on your on your phone already. I'm not like the sellout guy. I don't I don't I don't believe in guilty pleasures, and I don't believe in this thing called selling out. I just believe like you just you do what you want to do, you know. So yeah. it's like 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 working with Cracker Barrel or Whole Foods. I, I mean, I I'd be like, it just yeah, feels let's do it. To me. It feels yeah. total. I mean, natural, especially when you're talking about Whole Foods. And cozy and delicious when you're talking about Cracker B. Yeah, have some fun with it. Um, speaking of okay, business, sweet. boys, uh, the third thing that I want to talk about today, and we can go short on this so that we have time to tape a Patreon. Um, there's a company out there right now doing business in a way that, quite frankly, I wanted us to do business. Um, it's an idea that I had a couple of years ago. It seemed to have some traction in the audience and... The company is Reformed Mingle, and they're a dating service for Reformed people. And uh, it's just incredible. It's just incredible. Yes, that's right, baby. Well said. To be fair, nobody needs more help than Reformed people. So I'm <laughs> that's I'm true. Conceptually behind. Well, this. pipe. I, I I hadn't thought of it like that. So I'm I'm going to be looking forward to hearing your take on that. So yeah. Well, let me read the let me read the caption under Reformed Mingle, and this was pulled, I think, off of their. Instagram or Twitter or something, but uh, it says, yes, this is real. And no, it isn't another Christian Tinder. We aim to, quote, reform online dating by creating a God-glorifying dot, 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 something else. You have to click see more. Um, so that's Reform Mingle. There's a picture of somebody, like an old Reformed guy. And you guys, I'm, I'm an idiot. Who is that? Who am I looking at there? Seminary man. Pretty sure it's John Calvin. John Calvin. Okay, John Calvin. That makes yeah, sense. that's John Calvin winking. Yeah, John Calvin winking, of course. Um, it's called Reform Mingle. The I in Mingle is dotted with a heart. So some nice design flourishes there. And uh, it's going to be... It's going to be raining money on Reform Mingle. And it says, start your free five-day trial. You were predestined to sign up. Um, oh, it had to be five days, not seven days, not a week. <laughs> that's only, true. Only five, only five points for these. Yeah. I love this conceptually. Um, just talk about this, you guys, and talk about how regretful you are that we didn't like beat them to the punch dating service-wise. Well, I mean, Chad, didn't you, you – maybe you talked about this like a couple of years ago. I did, dude, and it would've, we would have been rich men by, by now. We would have been elites already if we had started this thing. Pipe, what, is the, what are the odds that even in a more humorous way they'd give us some, uh, they'd give us some promo cash, Reform Mingle? I love it, too. I'm 100% sure they have no cash by looking at their <laughs> website. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Spoken, spoken, um, spoken like a couple of dudes that have a really great website after eight years. <laughs> exactly. It only took us eight years. We were playing the long game on that website. A real long game. Well, here's the thing. So speaking of long game, like yeah. I, I, I don't think I think we're playing this right because, you know how there's a, there's always companies that that come out with a great idea and it fails. And then somebody else comes out with the same product a year or two later, they make a slight improvement to it and it takes off, you yeah. know, uh, like DVR versus TiVo, mm -hmm. for example, T nobody remembers TiVo, but like mm -hmm. yeah. DVR just like built into everything. 
So I think we can do reform mingle. We just need to let them kind of work the kinks out and go, okay, well, no pun intended on that. Sorry about that. Um, (laughs) That's a a subsection uh, of the website. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh and and then we'll just learn from from their, you know, their travails because yeah. I I don't see this going great for them. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, if they're ordained to succeed, it's going to be great. But generally speaking, if you throw in Soli Deo Gloria with an exclamation point in your marketing pitch, probably not going to work as a dating site. So, um I think we can still do this. We just got we just got to take we just got to take careful notes. I actually disagree in that like that's how like all the guys who we run around with or used to run around with, like that's how they all sign their emails off. So if if that's what they're doing kind of via email, it kind of it, it follows that that would maybe work in the dating realm. I don't know though. Um I'm I'm not it's I've been out of the game for a long time. So uh I don't I don't know what's working I just, these days. I mean Okay, it maybe there's a maybe there's a niche of a niche here, but I feel like you know texting somebody be like, "Hey, you want to get dinner tonight?" SDG, SDG, dude. <laughs> yeah, might 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 not get the response you're going for. Yeah, no, I I see that That'd SDG. Be wrong. See that on a text. I'm I'm I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe there's a certain kind of girl who's like, "Oh yeah, he's you know he's he's good." So I. I don't know with this reform mingle, like is, there's got to be a section where you like upload your theological white paper and she uploads hers. And then there's like, you know, that there's plagiarism nothing that speaks romance like a reformed. Well, dude, of course, this is like paper. that's like foreplay. White paper reform. swoon. Yeah, yeah. Oh white goodness. paper swoon. And then you can like you can run it through some kind of an aggregator and it and it says like what degree of overlap you have the- theologically. And then maybe it matches you. with well, Yeah, it's. It's like when when Netflix recommends shows. It's like this one's a ninety two percent match. Yeah, they they just do that. But you have to yeah, you have to fill out some sort of a theological pro. Like, what are the questions on the theological profile? I mean, it starts with can you can you name the five points of Calvinism? Sure. Obviously, yeah. You know what is tulip? Yeah. And I imagine they have like another little thing there that says something like, um, you know, any additional comments? Yeah. And that's where the truly reformed people can be like. Well, actually, limited atonement is not the most accurate way to describe this. It's better to put, you know, that that implies limited efficacy, and what we yeah. want to say is specific atonement or something like that. And then they're like, "Oh, cool, this guy's this guy's reformed elite, dude." Yeah, so and she sees it, and she's like, "Oh, like I will actually in the same way, you know, maybe this has yeah. legs, you know." Dude, um, it's such a disaster because because reform, reformedum is so is so nerd twittery and geeky. That they like, they'll be convinced that as long as is somebody's white paper aligns with their white paper, like that's all they need to like be compatible. You know what I mean? So yeah. like, what what you're describing is a bunch of like potentially horrible marriages because after they get in like six months and they realize they have zero in common personality or emotionally speaking, <laughs> um, it's like, yeah. well, yeah, but we got our white papers. We're fine pointing it together. Our kids are going to be reformed. You know the whole yeah. Our eleven yeah, kids. They, they go on. They yeah, go on four kids. dates, and then one of them goes over to the other apartment. And is like, wait, you have NT right on your bookshelf? Oh yeah, this is never going to work. No. I'm out. Yeah, Eugene Peterson, heretic. Yeah, I quit. Exactly. Like that's exactly. yeah. I, I, so I don't. Little touchy feely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's that's for uh, that's for the kids on Reform Mingle to work out, boys. Not for us. Yeah, let's see. Yeah. I'm I'm just reading some of their 
Okay, so this is their description of their chat feature. This is yes. Let's go. Say once a mutual crush is made, (laughs) that sounds interesting. You can message each other through the quote unquote crush chat. Dude, there's a lot of a lot of crushing going on there, man. Yeah, a lot of crushes. Lots of those are day crushers. Extraneous quotes. (laughs) Remember that. Make sure to be safe, patient, and prudent during the stage. (laughs) Yeah. Safe, patient, and prudent. Uh, Don't be afraid to double verify identity and never exchange banking information or send money. Ah, uh, interesting. That's just <laughs> I love how they had practical to state wisdom. That. Yeah, 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 I know. It's, and who says reform people are not down in the nitty gritty practical stuff? Dude, what they don't say, realize never... is like reform people are also the cheapest people in the world. So like sending money is literally <laughs> the last thing they're going to do. You That's know what I mean? That was the last <laughs> thing they needed to state. Yeah. Every like, date on here is going Dutch for sure. Dude, a lot of the reform guys I know could be married to somebody for like three and a half years and not send that person money. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, um, I don't think they have to worry about it in the dating stage. Or is um, it, or is it, okay, hold on. Is it like that? Or is it like so tradish that it would be like, you know, there's not a reformed woman out with a reformed guy that has ever literally paid for one thing in her life? Is it I like don't know, that? dude. I don't know how reformed guys roll in that, in that regard. Um, my dating was pre-reformed. So, so yeah, I, mine too. Yeah. So I mean, my my lady, I mean, my lady never paid for a thing because, like, my dad would have, you know, I, I mean, out, you know, yeah. yeah, that would have been like the wrath of dad, you know, um, yeah. because he was so old school like that. But um, yeah, I is that a little misogynistic of you in retrospect? I mean, it might might be. Do you have some regrets about that? I don't have any regrets, but it, it might I might have thought of that completely wrong because yeah, like my my kid is like like my daughter is like that is not how they all roll at all. Interesting. So, yeah. yeah, I might have, I might, I might have really had that one wrong, but I was just running off a tradition, you know. With oh, me too. John, yeah, John F. kind of raised me that way, so it was just kind of a you know result of that. I find it weird when guys so, don't pay for stuff, but I, I know it's it uh, strikes could, me weird, but maybe it is totally wrong thinking. I don't know. Could be. Could be. Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm reading their God glorifying guidance copy right now, and this is just just <laughs> Dude, do they delightful. Call it that it's called that? <laughs> yes. The God you gotta scroll eleventeen times to get there. It says, with our helpful FAQ section, we aim to help reformed singles navigate the foreign waters of online dating. What year is this? Two thousand five? Yeah, right. <laughs> Every like this this crazy pra- internet thing, you know. Wait, online dating. Who's ever heard of? Like nobody's that? been on a date in the last twenty years that hasn't began online. <laughs> I know. I think. I think just about every wedding that's happened through our church in the last year has been online dating involved let's see these practical articles aim to prevent some of the most common mistakes online dating newbies make Mm. okay that's their audience they're looking for people who have never tried online dating that's probably why they're still single uh with articles such as how many people is it okay to chat with at the same time and how do i balance seeking a spouse with waiting on god and how often should i be scrolling through the app (laughs) these these are the articles they have in their faq uh, what are some of the most important tips for online dating, and how much should parents be involved? Oh Lord, uh, <laughs> the, these are these are this is their God glorifying guidance. The answer is um, your parents probably shouldn't be involved in your online dating very Ooh, much. That's going to bring you some hate mail. If you're old enough to online date, you are old enough to not be asking mommy for guidance. Ooh, I don't no, know I, I don't know. That. Yeah. That that could be. That's, that's for the young men specifically, because if you're still asking mommy for guidance, and you're old enough to online date. Hey, hold on. Are you being funny right now? Does that does it say that on the site? 
it, there's literally an article that's I said they shouldn't be asking mommy for help. That's my answer <laughs> oh, to their okay, question. Sorry. They have an article about how much should parents be involved. Oh, okay, got it. I was like, wait a minute, they put that line on the site? That's Moms, no, no, if you're they listening, don't, they don't have a single thing on here that's intentionally funny. Mm. Moms, that's Barnabas Piper who receives the email for the last three minutes of content on this program. <laughs> I mean, I receive all of the everything about this show. So, yes, every piece of hate mail, every tweet, every everything, it's all coming to me if I sound, if I sound a little bitter. Sweet. <laughs> Beautiful. And, Piper, don't think for a minute that we don't appreciate that. We really do. And um, I'm, glad, I'm glad to shield your Enneagram fourism, you know, <laughs> deep feelings I, by just I letting it bounce it. off my thick eight skin. Oh, gosh, Pipe, I've told I you this a thousand so times. Send me the hate mail. It's the stuff I enjoy the most. Don't send it to me. <laughs> Ship it. It's over. what I dine on. Yeah, don't send it to me. Send it to Ronald. Um, all right, boys, we should probably close this so that we can do like an eight minute Patreon before I have to go teach school. Uh, boys, we've done what we always do on this program and that we've wandered to and fro throughout three topics, just like the old days, boys. Very traditional radio by us. Talk a little drisky business. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Has fear stolen your peace? I'm Jennifer Slattery, lead host of the Faith Over Fear podcast, helping you fight your fears and grow your faith. Subscribe at LifeAudio.com.